Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Today's reading is taken from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1 and verse 18. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know it as the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish, since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. Throughout the recent Covid crisis, we've had regular briefings from government. You may have seen them on the early evening news, usually fronted by a senior government minister and supported by scientific or medical experts. I don't watch everyone, but if they're on, I'll see if there's anything interesting happening. When I watch these briefings, I don't expect to see someone I know, so it was somewhat of a surprise recently to see that I actually knew the medical expert who was providing the evidence. We were at university together, and although we lost touch after leaving, I owe him my life. You see, this was the guy who first told me about Jesus. More than that, he also helped me with my first Bible studies and made sure that I had the instruction I needed. So what does that have to do with the passage of scripture I read at the beginning? To answer that, I need to tell you what I was like when I first went to university. I had been educated in our state system, in all manner of scientific topics. I was keen on how chemicals worked. I knew about evolution, archaeology and how the universe worked. To me, the Bible was just a book. I presumed written maybe five or six hundred years ago about someone who never actually existed. You can see from this that I matched the description given in the scripture that we read. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. And I was because I didn't believe what is written in the Bible. I was heading away from God towards my own ultimate destruction. I thought the message of the cross was foolish. And the reason for this was simple. I had been taught something that was contrary to what the Bible teaches. And I trusted what I had been taught. The little that I did know about the church was a string of don't do this and don't do that, don't do the other rules. This is, I am sad to say, exactly where almost every person coming out of school today is at. Philosophers, scholars and brilliant debaters with no place in their lives for God. So what changed for me? What can you do if you're in that position now? In short, how do I know that what it says in the Bible is true? Well, for me, this was a long journey, and it was only by the grace of God that I persevered. I was blessed by the fact that I was able to spend time with experienced Christians every day, 
We ate together and spent time reading the Bible together. The first thing I noticed was that my new friends were living their life in the way that was described in the Bible. I soon discovered that there are a lot more Bible verses telling us to do something than there are telling us not to do something. I also found that the best way to check what was in the Bible is to read it for yourself. So what about things like the miracles that Jesus did? Were they, as I thought, just some sort of illusion or trick? Were they just stories made up to teach us something? Well, perhaps the best way to understand is to see a miracle for yourself. After all, if they happened today, they must have always been possible. And so it was. One of our group came to me one day with a migraine. He was not in a good way, but he knew that even though I hadn't been a Christian long, I could still pray for him. And I did so, and as I prayed, I felt the presence of God in the room. My friend was healed, and I learned something. A while later, I was there when another friend's brother was healed of arthritis in his hands. The grip he had when he shook my hand afterwards left me in no doubt that a miracle had occurred. None of this should have come as a surprise. After all, what about the day that I first got saved? Now, I should mention that whilst I was considering some of the things that my friend had told me, God spoke to me directly. I believed, as so many people do, that this world was created by accident, a big bang, followed by billions of years of accidental chemical reactions, all bringing us to where we are now. And God asked me the question, do you really think all this happened by accident? It was just like when God asked Adam in the Garden of Eden, where are you? God knew exactly where Adam was, but he wanted Adam to see the answer for himself. For me, I had to say no. I wasn't entirely sure why, but from somewhere I knew that the world wasn't just an accident. If so, then it must have been created, as that's the only alternative. So who was responsible for that? Well, the Bible can answer that question if you sit down and read it. For me also, learning that there are copies of the Bible and the texts that are in it still in existence dating right back to the first century and before dispels the notion that it's a medieval story and starts to ask questions about the accuracy of the text. You see, the Bible makes lots of predictions about things that hadn't happened at the time they were written. These are called prophecies. Knowing that the Old Testament was written before Jesus was born means that all the things written about Jesus before he was born must be telling us that the book wasn't even written by men. Paul wrote in his letter to Timothy that all scripture is God-inspired. In other words, it is all the direct result of God telling someone exactly what to write down. 
How else could so much of Jesus' life been written down before he was even born? What about the stuff that you can see today? Well, the Bible tells us that Israel would be re-established as a nation and that they would use the shekel as a currency and that they would export fruit all over the world. These things were all written 2,500 years ago. And if you'd lived through most of the intervening period, right up to 1947, you would have struggled to see that this could ever be the case. Yet now, we can see that these words came true. It must then follow that the idea that we were in fact only created 6,500 years ago or so, and not 15 billion years ago, must also be true. And that brings us to the reason that Jesus had to die on the cross. That message of the cross, described as foolish in the scripture that we just read. We have all done something wrong in our lives, something called sin, and it was for that reason that Jesus died. He did this knowingly and willingly because he knew that with sin, there would be no way that any of us could have any part in the promise of eternal life that God promises for those that believe. We cannot get rid of sin ourselves. Only Jesus could do that. For me, a Christian brother, plenty of Bible study, and by the grace of God, my viewpoint was completely turned around. Not blind faith, but all properly studied and reasoned. I proved the truth of the Bible by reading it and applying it. As the scripture said, God destroyed my wisdom and discarded my intelligence and replaced it with the living word of God. If you feel that you need to find out more about what has been said, if you are struggling to reconcile scientific ideas with what the Bible says, or if you've just realised that you need Jesus in your life, then please get in touch with us. There are some contact details on our website and also mentioned at the end of this beacon. Don't delay. Do it now before the cares of this world make you change your mind. And may God bless you. Coach House Beacons The Coach House Church Daily Devotional To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org